Let's get into this. For like oh room inspections, God, like coming yes. out. That's it. where you're gonna thrive, and that's where you're meant to serve. This is so this fucking is awesome, cool. Right? Yeah, yeah I remember right. being terrified. What did I get myself? Yes. Savage. Yes. Let's go. Let's yeah. go. I'm gonna mention that. Yes. <laughs> All right, Are everyone. We... <laughs> what? Oh, <shit>. <laughs> <laughs> what were you gonna say? No, I was just gonna be like, All right, so how do you? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I just want to I want to make sure like I'm asking about like your day and stuff like that you know what I mean I want to so talk cute. about that. yeah <laughs> yeah we can. I want well, it to be like I wanted to I just honestly wish you just had a recording right away so that it was just like all of what we get our well I have a recording now and honestly I'm gonna keep this because I think like that's an introduction of itself. Like there's Cobb <laughs> as he's sitting here, I'm about to interview him and he's like, wait a second, Meg, how's your day? <laughs> <laughs> My day was good, Cobb. I worked last night and I didn't sleep great today, but it's okay because I'm on days this week. So I'm going to sleep tonight. And it was also your last day, it right? Was, yeah. That's what I wanted to ask about. <laughs> it was my last day of orientation. So this baby's flying solo in the neuro ICU as of Tuesday. Woo. Oh I'm so proud. Congratulations. Um, thanks, buddy. That's thanks. what I wanted to ask. I was like, <laughs> I just had You're to, so I, I like, it slipped my mind yesterday to text you at night and I was like, you know what? I, It'll be all right. I'll just ask it during the episode. <laughs> oh, I wasn't worried at all. You was oh my god, it made my day when I don't even know when we were talking this week, and you're like, wait a second, this is your last week, isn't it? I was like, oh my god, like I, I don't even think any of my other best friends remembered. I just I I like boasted to them anyways. I was like, I'm done, but <laughs> you were probably one of the only ones who was like, hey, I remember. <laughs> I don't know. Those I try to remember as much as I can. My mind is always just going in a million circles. <laughs> That's an understatement. Okay, so I'll give a more proper introduction at this point. But you guys, if you've especially if you've been listening more frequently this year, you know that I have talked about my friend Jacob from UMass. I call him Cobb or Lido, you know, whatever rolls off the tongue in the moment. But we have been friends since freshman year of college at UMass. And way back in when uh, you guys know Noah as well. If you follow up for Fit, you know that he was out here a little while ago, but we all run in the same circle. Cobb's been one of my closest guy friends throughout UMass, but not only that, especially this year, the end of 2020, beginning of 2021, I moved out to Colorado and Cobb had worked previously. He graduated fall semester, our senior year, came out to Colorado, had some friends. They worked the grill at one of the ski resorts and I was thrilled when I found out this summer that when I was moving to Colorado, of course, I'm all nervous to uproot my life. And Cobb's like, yo, I'm going to be working there again this winter. And I was like, oh, my God, like, I'm going to have a friend out there. And uh, yeah, I would say we just got like 10 times closer when we were out here together. 100%. 100%. But you guys, if you had listened, f- I want to say I talked about the incident end of February. I posted about it over social media when we were raising money for Cobb, but I had hopes to, you know, when I initially did an episode kind of going over what had happened, it was more therapeutic for me to talk through it than it really was a well-structured, purposeful um, episode. And I needed it. And like, that was a great episode and Cobb knows that I told the story, Um, but I just kind of talked through it. And I had said then that I hoped we could kind of do an episode together Cobb about going over what happened and just like I know I told everyone but just like what an incredible person you are how strong and positive you've been and I think everyone would appreciate getting to hear from you personally about what you've been through in the last couple months yeah well it's definitely been uh pretty wild um so January 8th was the day it happened and pretty much like everything happened so quickly you know you're just like one second you're just having fun and next thing you know like something crazy happens i ended up going through a glass door and right away i pretty much saw what the damage was like i just saw my leg and it looked just like i could just see everything you know it's almost like time froze i tell people like as i was going through the glass it's like i almost it's like time froze and i just saw my leg 
immediately. And I'm like, oh, no. So I think adrenaline just kicked in right away. And so I went through. And next thing you know, I'm then on the carpet. After waking up in the hospital, I had cuts all over my hands. So I must have crawled through the glass, you know. And I was still picking out glass like three weeks later. <laughs> I just like found uh, like it was kind of funny. My friend called me and he he's like, dude, you'd never guess what happened. I pulled out a piece of glass. It was from that door. And I was like, no way. Oh I pulled God. out a piece this same day. It was Wait, like three Pat, weeks Pat after. Did? No, Mike, my friend, Mike. Oh, shit. Oh he, he came out. He came gotcha, out like gotcha. uh, after it happened. But anyways, oh uh, so I'm inside and I'm like, holy moly. Uh, this is not good. I was like, I see Meg rushes over and puts pressure on my leg. I was like, that's good, but, but I need a tourniquet. I was like, somebody grab me a tourniquet. Everybody's running around with like, like, uh, little tiny towels. Meg grabs a towel. And then I was like, I'd have a pillowcase in my room. That'll work too. So we just tied it super tight. Uh, she held my leg the whole time. Meanwhile, my best friend, Pat's calling the cops and he doesn't even know what to say. So I'm like, Pat, tell him I'm bleeding out. Tell him I'm bleeding out. <laughs> And so, and then the last thing I was like, Meg, pass me my phone. At first she was like, no, you don't need that. I was like, no, I got to call my mom. And uh, she's a nurse. Uh, and anytime anything happens, I-, I always call her. But this time I was like, I got to just tell her like, mom, I'm bleeding out. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if I'm going to live. But I was like super focused the whole time. Just like keeping my head super straight, um, which I don't know how I did that. Uh, the nurses in the ICU and in the hospital all were like, yeah, we don't know how you could have done that. Like you lost so much blood on impact that you usually should pass out. But I think it was just like, like, I don't know that like fight or flight response, that super adrenaline kick in that some people get, you know, when they push like a 1400 pound rock off themselves or lift a car to save somebody's life. It's like, that's what kicked in for me. And I was able to like, with, like with the help of that. You were so, I don't think, and I know we've talked about this. I don't think that, and I mean, you don't, the thing is, is you, you don't know, even as a nurse, like I've worked now in the ICU for a few months and I've never felt what I felt that night. And I mean, it's always going to be different when it's somebody that you love. But the other thing is like, I, I don't know how I would have been able to act if you were unconscious, because I think like you were so hyper aware like you it was like that flight kicked in and I think thank god you weren't drunk or in any sort of intoxication because I think you would have been out like a light um and I think having you with me like was the only like honestly a saving grace like yeah we worked we we fed off uh each other you know mm-hmm. you being a nurse in the ICU and knowing what to do and also me just being able to be aware and know kind of how to like uh, handle the situation and even though I'm super hyper I was also very calm at the same time you oh, know totally. I'm not even thinking I'm not even thinking about my leg I'm just like I'm thinking my you were just like checklist me. what do I need to do right now exactly what I need to do right now in the order that they should happen it was I it's it's a miracle I talked um, to my mom the other day and she's like the only reason you're alive is because of a miracle you know you had Meg there you were able to stay alert the weather was good. You know, the helicopter was able to bring you to the hospital. Right. There's so many saving graces. Um, you know, it's, it was incredible. <laughs> it, it, like I tell people when I've talked about it since I'm like everything, it was terrible, but just perfectly not terrible enough. If that makes sense. It's like, it was the most horrible accident I've ever seen, but everything from that moment happened just how it needed to for you to recover the best that you could. Um, And what was the other thing I was going to, Oh, I was just going to stress. Like I can't, I, I like, I see images from that day, from that moment, like every day Um, I think about it every day. And I, again, it just goes to testify. Like I was so blown away. I like in the moment it, even though it didn't feel because you were so alert, like it was going to be as bad as it was. Um, I was also like having you there to be like, I need to do this. I need to do that. But also just like, I was literally watching my best friend, like colored, like color just drain from your face. I've never seen anyone so pale telling me like, 
I'm going to lose my leg, Meg. I'm going to lose my leg. Like I'm going to die. Call my mom. I need to say goodbye. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah, (laughs) that was crazy. I I've like definitely gone back to that. Um, gone back to that exact moment you know it's su- like at first i was super alert super alert and then once the cops got there they put their tourniquets on i was like whoa i like started to get super pale i was like i don't know how this is gonna go i was like this is like i mean i'm in no pain but i'm like then like i got a little scared you know i was like i don't know how this is gonna go but you know it's you know, I don't know. It was just, it's just crazy. Wild. You just like, you just, you just like knew you just like snapped into action to do again, what you had to do for yourself. And then like, keep it, you like your men and my mom, who's been a nurse her entire life said the same thing. Like your mentality from the second that it happened is like, what has gotten you through it? Because you know, half the people would have looked down at their leg and just passed out from that, regardless of being drunk or anything. Like, yeah, exactly. You know, most people are passing out just from seeing that. Mm -hmm. And two, just the immediate blood loss. And also just like, I don't know, it was, I don't know. There's definitely somebody out there watching over me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And just to have you there, like it was the perfect storm you know mm-hmm. just you had called me earlier in the day just like hey could i come over i was just getting a base and and i'm like yeah obviously you know like so i'll be working had no feel plan. free to go feel free to go hang feel yeah. free to go hang out you know what i mean it's just like you're welcome whatever and yeah. and yeah. it just happened to be like per- the perfect like situation as much yeah. as it sucked it's just like i couldn't have gotten luckier because maybe a minute longer and my life is still able to be saved but my leg's not you know there's I mean there's so many what ifs what if this what if that but there's so many things I'm grateful for that happen you know it's my left leg not my right leg my favorite mm-hmm. thing to do is drive drive around and go on road trips yeah <laughs> and, and and drive as a yo job. you getting that, that you, are you getting that trailer <laughs> oh no I'm not getting the trailer I, I woke up this morning was like I can't have a 26 foot trailer sitting somewhere <laughs> It's like if it was like a small one, then I, it would probably be better. But it's 26 feet long. And so, yeah, no, it, it, I woke up this morning and was like, that would have been super impulsive. I'm so glad I didn't go to the banquet yesterday. <laughs> Can you imagine if you just had that fucking trailer sitting outside your house? Because the thing is, the guy would literally have driven it. If I had the cash, he would have driven it to our house and dropped it off. Oh, my God. What would your uh, mom have done? <laughs> Yeah, it would have been it would have been bad news. I was like convincing my dad to let me have it in the yard in the driveway. He was like kind of for it. But yeah, then again, it's like I think he was just kind of for it because he was just like, yeah, go for it. That's so <laughs> I don't know. But no, I didn't grab it. I'll I'll find another cool thing to get, but not that. <laughs> <laughs> I have no doubt in my mind you will. So you yeah. want to talk next kind of about everything since that initial day and what you've gone through like oh and I know I've mentioned to you too like so many people that you probably don't even know have like we're beyond gracious to reach out and just donate and really we're like felt just really felt something by your story um so they definitely would love to hear I'm sure about like updates Oh, yeah, of course. And before I say anything, I would just definitely like to personally say thank you. I know that I haven't been able to reach out to nearly as many people as I would like to. Um, But anybody who donated, anybody who even just like shot me a message like Mm -hmm. that's listening, I just like to thank you from the bottom of my heart. It really is what gets me through every day. Just knowing that like so many people had my back whether it was like people that didn't even really know me or like through friends that just knew that like I was like a friend of a friend a friend of Meg you know just something Mm -hmm. like that it was just absolutely incredible the amount of outreach and support and like I said it's just that's what gets me through every day that's what helps motivate me the biggest I mean the biggest thing that gets me through every day is the support system I have is the family Mm -hmm. that I have is that all the friends that I've surrounded myself with in my life and just even the people who I had class with, you know, there were people Mm -hmm. that I just met like through class, maybe like talked to a few times that donated, you know, like a kid I did a group project with, he donated like 
I, I, I just, you know, it was just incredible to see. And, and I couldn't, I couldn't believe in like some days when I'm just like not super motivated, like today, for example, it's raining out and I don't want to do anything. And mm -hmm. I know that after I get off this call, I'm just going to go downstairs and I'm just going to get after it for a little bit with the stretching and some of my exercises. There's no reason not to, you know, this is like, yeah. it's crazy. I look at it like I came so close to dying and that like everything else in my life has just been extra, you know, it's just wow. yeah. extra. And it's kind of like slowed me down a lot. It's, I mean, I'm slowed down from the injury and I guarantee that once I'm unleashed, I'm just going to go crazy. Again. <laughs> but I was actually, I was just going to say, I was like, slow calm. So like you're functioning at maybe normal speed. <laughs> I was talking to my dad's girlfriend, uh, yesterday we went on a walk and, uh, I was like, you know, I'm going to be so damn tired after these like two years of recovery that I'm not going to want to do anything. I'm not going to want to work. <laughs> I was like, I might just have to use whatever funds that I have and buy a place in the South America and just sit on the beach for two years. Hey, <laughs> and I'm it doesn't not sound so like, bad. I am just tired. It doesn't sound so bad. You <laughs> fucking <laughs> deserve it, man. <laughs> that, would be that would truly be Cobolito. I'll get a nice visa <laughs> come out and join you. <laughs> I think you should. No, but honestly... It's not, it's not horrible. I wake up my, pretty much. I'll, I'll go over like a little morning routine. Oh, I love that. Yeah, uh, that I've kind of gotten myself into, day, like... uh, you know, so I, I wake up in the morning and I just kind of like lay in bed and it's kind of weird right now since where the injury happened, I've been having like a lot of swelling, you know, or not like swelling, okay. but it's like a lot of tightness. So I wake up and my knees tight and I almost have to like pry it back open for that's not like super bad but like so i like lay on my stomach and that the gravity weighs the leg down and it gets straight that takes maybe like five or ten minutes and then i just go into like i have like five i think different exercises that i can just do like right in bed so i'll usually get after that then i use like a little hand hand roller to like roll out my calf to try to get like uh to like work on like circulating the blood a little bit better in my calf and like my achilles been Achilles is tight. I can't feel it, but it's it's tight. And I use like the roller to roll that out. So then I like uh, manually move my ankle and my toes and just like get the blood flowing there. And then, you know, that's that takes maybe like 45 minutes about. And then I'm pretty much ready to go after that. And I'll just throw my boot on and roam around downstairs, eat some <laughs> breakfast and then just like kind of hang out for a little bit um if it's nice out i like to go for a walk um i like my uh one of my best friends john curly he um his parents house is like five minutes away from mine so i'll just they have a stationary bike so i'll hop on that for like 10 or 15 minutes oh, I didn't, that's so nice i know yeah he, they like open their house to me to just like they gave me the code for the garage and like go here when i so I just like pop over there, hang out with their dog and hop on the bike for like 10 or 15 minutes at a time. And then um, I actually got I've been playing disc golf, which is awesome. It's That's like crazy. my favorite. I mean, like before the uh, accident occurred, like over the summer, I think I played like 75 ish rounds of disc golf <laughs> with like my best friends. And it's free. So it's like the best. It's free. You walk in the walk in the woods and throw Frisbees. Tom, what I can't even tell people enough is that this guy is just like always it, his capacity for life is limitless and like he just every day takes advantage of whatever he can just have a good time and makes do with whatever situation whatever scenario like you said like you don't need the money like you just know how to like enjoy company like go out and make a good day happen yeah, uh, exact, exactly that, you know, and like the <laughs> kind of funny, a lot of my buddies are always like, you're so stingy with your buddy, all this stuff. It's like, <laughs> I just like to do the things that are free, not because <laughs> not because like I want to like don't want to spend my money. That might be part of part of it. But <laughs> like there's so there's so many things that are free that you could do that are mm -hmm. so much better than like going out to eat, you know, like, oh, I'd rather go for a hike or go watch the sunset for like 20 minutes and then go cook at home with like my friends oh, you know i miss, like I miss the sunset spot in amherst 
Oh, I know. I've showed so many people that spot. All of them are like, thank you so much. Like, it's, it's such a good, it's the best spot. One of the best spots in Amherst. If you don't mm-hmm. know, Mount, it's Mount Pollux. That's mm-hmm. what it's called. So don't blow it up too much if you're going to go. <laughs> Keep it on. But also, but also definitely go. <laughs> <laughs> and tell everyone you know. <laughs> and tell people because it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then, I don't know. And then. So I usually, after I like, I've been walking a lot during the day, I'll like eat lunch or whatever, whatever time it may be. It might be dinner time, eat dinner, watch TV for a little bit. And then can I'll be I like, can I ask no. you, um, I, and we can like, you can say however much you want. I know it's kind oh, of yeah. sem- like sometimes more sensitive, but for people wondering what can you describe to them? The function of your leg is right now. Ooh, yeah, yeah, that's fine. I mean, I kind of like joke about it all the time at this point. <laughs> I, I have fully accepted this, yeah. um, which is very important uh, to do in these types of injuries. Uh, mm-hmm. I could probably touch on that a little bit later. Yeah. Not even just these types of injuries, but any injuries. But anyways, in terms of functionality, uh, luckily, another good thing this happened below my knee. So my mm-hmm. knee is fully functional. Um, sometimes it gets stiff and tight and then I just have to stretch it a little bit more, but it's just all part of the process. And then from there, uh, the leg is just pretty much being used as like a prosthetic would, for example, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, I didn't lose my leg, but I've lost all functionality below the knee. Mm -hmm. I can't move. um, I can't move my calf. I can't move my foot uh, or my ankle. And a lot of people, that I've talked to are like, what? You can't move it? I, they're like, oh, I thought you could right away. Like the nerves were put back together right away. That doesn't like the nerve healing is going to take uh, anywhere up to two years, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and the ankle and the foot are like the last things down the line because it uh, heals from where you got injured down. And that's how the nerve healing like works. Uh, works. Um, so, yeah, but uh, the boot is what allows me to walk. Uh, because it keeps my ankle and my foot uh, up. So that's how I've been able to walk. And the, like I said, the knee is fully functional and is getting stronger every day since the injury occurred. There we go. And then from the, from the boot, I'll be in uh, AFO, um, meaning mm-hmm. uh, it's ankle foot orthosis. It's going to be a custom made uh, like carbon fiber device that runs down the back of my leg and goes under, slips underneath my shoe. And that's going to keep my ankle up uh, until I get the feeling back. And that'll be so much more normal. Um, If I had pants on, it would look like uh, I was walking as normal as you can. Like, and I'll be able to run, I'll be able to run with it too. And that's, there's going to be a lot lot more things. (laughs) It's going to be amazing. And that, that is, I'm hoping uh, the goal now is uh, by May, uh, my next appointment's like mid May. So hopefully by then the, it gets going you know and then mm-hmm. from there a couple months out i'll hopefully be as normal as i can until the feeling comes back so that'll be pretty sweet nice thank you and i think what were you talking about when i interrupted you were you gonna get into like oh i was just gonna talk about the night like at night i mean so like the, the bottom line uh with like injury like severe injuries or like traumatic injuries whatever even an ankle sprain you know what i mean Mm -hmm. whatever type of injury you have is like if you want to get better you you got to work at it you know what i mean you can't like the biggest thing that helps me is just the fact that like i I first accepted what happens i then have like the support group around me that's helping motivate me plus my own motivation from within that's probably just all through like all my experiences in life, just staying motivated and staying determined. Um, But it really comes down to just the work you put in is what you get out, you know, Mm -hmm. whether like, I don't really know the end game with the nerve healing on this, but like I just said, once I'm in that device to help me walk and run, like I can pretty much do most, if not like, like most things. So I'm going to, I'm looking, I'm getting myself in a position where I can live as normal as I can. And just putting in the work every day is like the most important thing. You know, I wake up and I start working. I, I, uh, midday I'm working, you know, whether it's just going for a walk outside, that's all like work. And then all the stretching that I do like at night. And then even before bed, it's like, I have like a 45 minute routine before I want to go to bed where Mm -hmm. I'm stretching. And then I, then I meditate for a little bit and trying to focus on thinking about moving my foot. 
it's like a big part of the whole injury is uh, like the Im- imagery, imagining, uh, moving my foot. And mind like, body connection. My- exactly. Exactly. It's all about the mind body connection, especially with the nervous system, because your mind is what <laughs> moves your, <laughs> <Yeah>. moves <laughs> your body parts. I mean, so. for, for Hannah and Cobb, Cobb knows, obviously Cobb and I talk like multiple times a week. We're, we, we always know what's up, but for you guys, um, Hannah got her, had her surgery last week for her ACL and she has to work on like waking her, her quad up after like surgery. And so it was like, she had to envision lifting her knee, like lifting her leg off the bed and like, she couldn't do it, but she would just have to close her eyes and like imagine it happening. And like, now it's starting to wake up. So it's starting to happen, but like, it's not foolishness. Like it literally your mind is like the most powerful thing. It's your most powerful tool. And, and that's can, another thing I'm so grateful for is not losing that. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. For real. Um, whew. And can you talk about like, I think, I mean, I can never hear enough, but just, I think a lot of people will really like be like, are you really this positive all the time? And like, you know, a lot of people it's, and I, and I know you and I know it's just part of who you are, but can you kind of talk about like how you've maintained a mindset that hasn't let you go down like a dark rabbit hole, which would be totally understandable if you were just like miserable right now? Yeah. You know, I mean, I would say I'm positive. Um, I don't know, probably like 90% of the time, uh, maybe 95 <laughs> Yeah. I don't really know. <laughs> most of the time, most of the time, I try to stay as positive as can be. But there are points. Ninety where... ninety-five. That's a big difference. You got to pick. You got to commit. <laughs> I can't commit. <laughs> <laughs> but... I, like, I can just when Cobb and I so Cobb and I spent Christmas and New Year's together because you know neither of us we had just gotten out here. We weren't going to fly home for the holidays, COVID and all such. So we spent, we spent the holidays together, but we shopped because Kyle was so excited to make this Christmas, like he wanted to make us all Christmas dinner and of this, of his mom's really good recipe that she had. So we're at the grocery store and like, there'll be like two brands of something. I'll be like, Kyle, this one's fine. He'll be like, wait, let me ask my mom. Like, I gotta, I gotta make sure I gotta make the right decision. <laughs> it's gotta be right. It's gotta be right. <laughs> But this time it's 90, between 90 and 95%, I would say. I don't know. There's just so, I mean, you're sleeping for a long time, uh, part of the day. So it's kind of tough to gauge. I don't really know. But, <laughs> but, there, but there are days where, <laughs> where I'm just like waking up and, you know, I might be a little bummed out because it's raining today. But, and then I start to think about like, oh, this like does suck, you know, or when I'm driving by myself and like, I'm like, oh, this does, this is not fun. Yeah. You know, I just wish I could go back to normal. But um, at the same time, like those are very valid thoughts, you know, whether you, whether you just hurt, like hurt your ankle or had surgery, you know, it's a big thing. And it's a big change in people's lives when these things happen. And frankly, like, unfortunately, they do happen. And you kind of got to be like, I mean, the goal should be to just like be able to like try to handle these situations. But like, like build your life so that you're like, you have a strong support system. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just to like have the, like those things to help you because if I'm feeling down, I'll call like one of my friends and I'll just be like, Oh dude, like I'm not feeling like whatever. I mean, I don't really do that all the time. I might call my mom or whatever. I try to do a lot of it on my own, but uh, yeah, it's just like, there definitely are tough days where I, I wouldn't, I actually no, I'm not gonna say tough days. There are tough moments because mm-hmm. I try to make sure that every day is as good as it can be, you know. Yeah. I don't really want to like let myself get down because once you start going down, getting sad, getting mad about it, you know, you can't change the past. If you do that, you're just gonna circle and circle down and down and down and you're never gonna heal. Amen. That's Tom, I think That's you should take over today's best. I think you're the new host. <laughs> <laughs> But that, but anyway, that's not to say that like, that's not to say that like you have to be positive all the time, but it's important to find the good in every day. And that's like, uh, I know this is going to sound like cliche and like a lot of, I mean, for the, for like 
I don't know. I guess there's a lot of stereotypes around guys writing in journals. I don't know, really. I mean, even like anybody, people are like, oh, like you have a journal, like, oh, you probably oh, have some problems. As a girl, <laughs> like, like, you know? I thought I was so like, I was like, oh, I'm so like suave that like I journal <laughs> and literally every girl journals. <laughs> <laughs> but this is literally something that saved me. I mean, I don't, I, I keep it very simple. Yeah. Um, I'm not like, oh I don't like start everything like oh like today was this and this and this happened now I kind of just like try to I do like a rose a bud and a thorn so like a rose is a good thing uh bud is something I'm looking forward to and a thorn is what like I didn't like about the day yeah um but never do I write today was a bad day or today was a good day specifically you know Mm -hmm. I try to think that every day is a good day there's good in every day there are going to be crappy things that happen so I write them out and before you know it, like every, like I started this journal, like uh, the beginning of February and like, just looking back, like I was in pain every day, all this, it's cool we, to look it's back. So, the, we talked about that when you were starting, we were like, you know, it's going to be useful to like be able to look back on this and be like, yeah. okay, I have come far. Exactly. Meg was a big proponent in the journal and I was like <laughs> a little apprehensive at first, but it's like, what helps me? Because now it's like, I actually have to think hard about the thorns every single day. Because the pain's under control, That's and that was the main thing before. But it's like I like yesterday. I had to think so hard about a thorn. I just like almost like made something up just because, yeah. like, I was like, you know, like I do write something here every day. But it's not like a thorn makes it a bad day. I fill up the like the rows. It's not just I write. It's not like I just write one thing. I write a bunch of different things, and the bud I'm looking forward to. It's just like there's a lot of things I look forward to. Yeah, but um, it's also like in terms of like looking forward to things, I try to keep it re- like not 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 reasonable. I try to keep it uh, try to keep it short term. You know, uh, mm-hmm. some days I write like the long long term things like, oh, I can't wait for one day I can run or whatever. Yeah. Uh, or when I can hop on a snowboard. I don't write that every day. Those are things I know that I want deep down. Gotcha. But it's just like the thing like the bud, the things that I look forward to might just be something small the next day like oh I look forward to seeing one of my friends or I look forward yeah. to going to PT you know it's like I see that's I try nice to, I try to take, yeah it's I little things you can fulfill quickly exactly yeah exactly and it's just like that's what helps take it one day at a time instead of me just constantly looking forward to things right. uh there was a day when no there was a night when no and I back in Westport a couple of years ago were just like uh playing ping pong till like two in the morning and we're <laughs> definitely drinking <laughs> a lot he has a keg <laughs> at his house <laughs> i love that keg oh <laughs> uh, the keg is awesome and so but we were talking about like looking forward to things and just like how that's kind of like it's a good and bad thing because you know if you're looking forward to things every single day you're never going to live in the moment you know right. you're never going to appreciate now right if i'm always on if i'm always out on the disc golf course or out on a walk thinking about oh I can't wait for tomorrow when I'm going to do this or I can't wait for three weeks from now when I have this vacation you know what I mean but then it's like it can lead to like you like constantly looking forward to things and how things are going to go can almost in a sense like not ruin them but make them less desirable because you're just constantly thinking about it instead of just letting it happen naturally you know by the time it comes you're already thinking about the next thing (laughs) <laughs> yeah exactly yeah by the time by the time you're done with the first you haven't even appreciated it we had kind of like gone over some things we wanted to talk about do you want to check like anything that we've missed so far that you want to touch on but the main thing uh that i've been told is uh to be patient you know talking to my doctor i am always i'm actually in touch with the surgeon the nerve surgeon who repaired my two nerves because that's going to be the longest part but he told me to constantly give him updates but he he keeps telling me like just be patient you know it's gonna come eventually and the craziest thing in the world happened like i we got chinese the other day and i opened my uh fortune cookie and it literally said impatience only adds stress to your life stop it i was like this is literally oh my god Ah! (laughs) (laughs) i love that shit so much (laughs) It's it, it was actually crazy. Just like, like just like the shooting star club. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like impatient. Like be, you got to be patient. You know, if you're because then 
that impatience, if it's adding stress, it's adding, not, that's not good stress for your body. And that's just going to only delay things, you know? So just like really live in the moment, you know, as much appreciate the good things around you. There's good in every day, whether you want to like believe it or not. Like you can find, you can find one good thing. Every whether day is a it, gift. Could, it could be how you brush your teeth. Oh, I brushed <laughs> it really well. Or that first bite of cereal with just the perfect amount of crunch. That's your good thing. And can you believe it? Because there's good in every day, whether you like it or not. <laughs> I love it. I love you, Cobb. You are the best. <laughs> that just like, oh. I'm so excited for people to be able to listen and like hear how you're doing and just like get to know you for those who don't, but know the story. And I just feel so grateful for our relationship. And I feel like I told your mom when, from the moment that it happened, I was like, well, I'm never leaving your son's life ever again. <laughs> She's like, yeah, no. I was like, we have a bond forever. <laughs> yes. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. We're uh, going to be going on that road trip too. Okay. So two, two things I kind of want to add on just in terms of like Cobb and I's relationship too, is when I was moving to Colorado, so excited, but as I've talked about, still so terrified and like, you know, in the middle of the pandemic, uprooting your life across the country, leaving my friends and family, like starting a whole new job, living completely just independently. Um, I had gotten a new car. It was so much change. And obviously I was so excited about Colorado, but also I've never been. So like, I was like, what if this dream place is like not actually for me or like, you just never know. Um, and Cobb was just like, Meg, like, I wish I, I should honestly like open them our old messages, but like, he was just like, man, you get out there, you get out of your comfort zone and nothing bad can ever come from that. Like home will always be there like you were just your words were probably some of the most settling that really I needed when I was just going through the transition of getting out here and obviously then you were out here like a month and a half later and we had some great times together but yeah even before the incident and everything and you coming out here like just those words that you gave me to be like our words I live by now, I guess, you know, and all we've talked about in life and like what it really means to like be fulfilled and be happy um, and what that looks like and not going with the norm, I guess. You're kind of a big proponent of that. Oh yeah, definitely not going with the norm. I'm like very anti-norm. <laughs> <laughs> I went to, I went to Eisenberg and I don't know. I just, I just couldn't get with the whole like Kav is incredibly smart too I'll just like I'll gas you up a little bit there like Kav is an incredibly naturally smart guy too I mean if you can't tell from all that he clearly has circling in his head all the time it's tough to sometimes put it into words but yeah my mind is always circling um that's why Noah and I get along so much we could just pick, pick each other's brains yeah. he's out of these He's on another level sometimes with all the fact remembering things oh that he God, does. Right? I can't get with that, but yeah. if you sit me down in a classroom, I could, I could definitely do, do well. And <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, I don't like to think I'm like this big old, like, like smart guy, but I, I do, I did like school a lot and I did like learning, but in terms of like going with the norm, I'm, I'm more of like, you know, at least what I've been is just like finding odd jobs here and there, things that I'd like to do and then just going with it, Yeah. Uh, going with the flow. Uh, and then like, just re like, you know, I don't know. I like to, I always like to say, it's just like the world is too big to be left unexplored. Mm. Um, and it's just so important for people to get out and see the world. Um, whether you're an avid traveler or not, I know, I know that one thing I've realized lately is that just cause I live, I've lived like, what I think to be like kind of a crazy life, like where I just, tra I'm like traveling a bunch and doing all these different things. But at the same time, it's like, if that's not like, that's not for everybody and that doesn't need right. to be for everybody. So if like, if home is the place where you want to be, then okay. But also it is important just to at least get out to see a little bit more than home yeah. at least once in your life, just to uh, maybe that'll help you appreciate your home even more. You know what I mean? Great. Who knows? But yeah, get it. Like, when I heard that Meg was coming out to Colorado, I was super stoked because to be totally honest, I like, I knew, I thought I knew Meg in, in college pretty well. And when she said that, I was like, 
there's no way you're actually doing that. I figured <laughs> that you were just going to go to Boston, teach your spin classes with all your students and like, because that's what you love to do. And, but right. instead you found a way through your uh, Instagram account, you could do that anywhere. So that gives you that, like allows you to do your wanderlust, yeah. go out and see the world. And who like after two years of doing it, who knows where you're going to be? Maybe you're going to want to go back home and, and maybe you'll appreciate home even more after you come back, or maybe mm-hmm. you're going to go home, be there for a couple of years and go somewhere else, you know? Yeah. Who knows? You know, who knows? And, like, and that's the great thing about like, you know, you try to plan so much in your life, but like, why plan it? You know, right. you can kind of try is try a little bit, but like have some structure, you know, just so you're not going too all over the place. But even if that's the case, okay. But like, like if you're going to try to plan everything out, like to a T, it's like most likely not going to work out. Yeah. And, but like, you know, just like the, just knowing that the future is uncertain kind of is like mysterious in a way. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. And I think that since moving here, like I've just blossomed with my like perspective of life and like, I think what I think kind of getting out of your box of home, whether that be once here and there, or whether that be you become an avid traveler, like just being able to step outside your comfort zone and like, it really forces you to live in the moment and really see and open your eyes to the world around you. And I think that that has been a big shift for me in the past, like several months is like, I just am completely out here doing everything my way. I just like, I feel so privileged to like have the education that I do that got me here, that landed me this job here. I even think about my tattoo and it was just like, I never thought I would be someone who got a tattoo, but like, I love that. Like, I didn't know then who I was going to be now. And then like years down the line, I'll look back at this tattoo and be like, I remember what I was like when I was living in Denver and I'll never regret that. You got it. That's it never never have regrets in your life that's a big thing (laughs) that's huge you know you gotta like just move on and move forward Mm -hmm. that's a big that's a big thing you know just can't constantly be you know don't not living in the past or else you're just gonna get you're just gonna get stuck wait we should start like start some funny uh like fun facts like like Cobb is really a pro at uh what is the Mario Super Mario Slugger? <laughs> <laughs> Chris would be pissed if I said that. <laughs> oh my gosh, I like forget that I did that so much. That was like we played, a quarantine. We played that was, so much Mario Slugger. That was so much. That was just because I quarantine. quarantine. I had literally never played before that. I was just super really no. I oh, maybe so like a couple times. It's so much fun to play. Oh my gosh, my buddy, my like, one of my best friends from home. I I literally call everybody my best friend. I know you do. I know you do. <laughs> oh my gosh, Matt Turnberg though, he was yeah. my roommate freshman sophomore year, a great friend in high school. But like, and we were in the same major, so we're in like all the same classes. But anyways, we're in Michelle Birch's uh, whatever Eisenberg class. I don't even know, but with all these like kids in it and uh we're like going around like pair we pair up and we have to like give a fun fact about like the like the other person <laughs> i was like matt come on like don't tell him this like she's got like an only teacher she was like gonna make me do like i have a i have a really good chicken impersonation <laughs> and that's probably the funny i forgot i've heard it i've heard it that's probably the funniest like thing i guess and of course i'm like whatever like uh, maybe a first semester junior and like i'm a little nervous in front of a class and my teacher goes oh yeah so let's hear it i'm like oh goodness gracious you're gonna make me like do this and like oh in front of everybody i was like all right at least like please don't have everybody staring at me I was like, can people at least like close their eyes because I just look <laughs> ridiculous. I look ridiculous when I do it. Can you do it? I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> just like, it's just like, oh my gosh, it was just so ridiculous that he had me do that. And that's exactly when you said fun facts. That's, that's I knew. I was like, what are you thinking of? You're thinking of some story <laughs> that you're not sure if you want to share. All right, no, let's it's hear fine. It. It's fine. I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a while. Oh god. <laughs> oh I won't God. look at you. I won't look at you. 
I almost like have to close my eyes. And I have to stop smiling when I do it. I'm crying. Deep breath. That's that's a, that's the fun fact. I guess that I was so elegant. I expected it to be like really loud and obnoxious. That was so no. sweet. It's like a little chicken. It's like a little chicken fucking around the yard. That's so funny. <laughs> that was hilarious. But oh, uh, that's a fun fact. But in terms of what I want to leave everybody with, uh, I did kind of. I didn't like really write something down exactly, but just like, ha- like I guess how this has changed, how this changed my perspective on life, I kind of, like, have applied to, like, what I would tell other people, you know, yeah. and um, the, some of these things have um, already come up in discussion, but I guess this is just how I leave it, uh, I would just say, appreciate every moment a lot more, you know, live, live in the moment, and just really appreciate that moment, uh, don't be in a rush, you know, um, Life is not a race, but a journey to be treasured every uh, step of the way. That's a quote I've seen um, around, but I really do believe that. Um, say I love you more. You don't really, people don't really uh, appreciate, I, I mean, at least I don't think people appreciate the words I love you as much. You know, if you like saying it to your friends, you know, just like just saying I love you is like, or love you, whatever it may be, yeah, but just yeah. like, just showing people that you, like, they mean something to you, like, that yeah. you do love them, you know, mm-hmm. and like, for me, I, you've heard, like, I call everybody my best friend, but I truly do, like, love the people that I've surrounded myself with, and like, I just love so deep, like, love so much, you know, Thank like, you. and, but that's very important, just to, like, really love more, like, yeah. and then also, uh, like I was saying about the journal, the rose, but like, really see like look at all the like appreciate the different like silver linings that kind of happen all like throughout your life and like appreciate all like the good you know don't let the don't let all the bad stuff that happens in your life make you have a bad life you know because there is good out there and there there always is good out there it's easier said than done trust me uh could you even say like kind of living with the mindset of like turning your thorns into buds in terms of like making a challenge or something difficult like something that you can look forward to how you're going to grow from it you know oh oh for sure without a doubt that's what I feel like is a huge thing I'm kind of like hearing in collection from your message like I think that's beautiful I think that's really special um and especially coming from someone like you and what you've been through in the last few months I think it's a I honestly think it testifies to the strength of human nature and like I really do mean that um to my core it's just like I haven't I haven't seen you really wither from like the moment that this has happened and I think when I think about it all the time when I am going through hard days in my life or like difficult again I I don't really like to say that there are like bad days either when I reflect on my life but like you know difficult moments as you said like I think about you all the time now in terms of like I'm like you know what like I can put my head down and do this because like I am privileged to have like the able body and like mindset right now to like go forward and you've just given me such like a deeper appreciation um perspective and really just seeing your capacity for positivity and love and hope is phenomenal so Kabe cannot I could just go on basically but I'm so glad that I got (laughs) to have you on here today there is a quote that I wanted to uh um say in this that I found uh it says stop being patient and start asking yourself how do I accomplish my 10 years plan in six months you'll probably fail but you'll be a lot further ahead of the person who simply accepted it was going to take 10 years. Uh, that was said by Elon Musk. Um, wow. Regardless of uh, the person who said it, it I thought that was um, really powerful, you know, because it really is true, you know, take that in at least, you know what I mean? Set your yeah, goals. it's about taking, you know, taking control, determining your life for yourself and like, yeah. Yeah, I think this went, re- this went really well. Yeah, I think people will yeah. just really enjoy listening to this and how I appreciate you as always coming on here being vulnerable and just you know having a good chat with me you got it 
of yeah. course anytime <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh, no i can't say that Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i was just gonna say there's a lot of single boys out here in massachusetts you don't need to put that in there <laughs> Well, I can at least plug you. I can say, obviously, Cobb, I'll post this on my story tomorrow. You guys always know where to find the podcast. Um, and I'll, I'll tag Cobb in it. And uh, if you want to slide in, his DMs are open. No, no. Dude, no. I plugged Noah no. so hard when he was here. I think oh, I, I got know. like four girls to DM him or like ask me about him. <laughs> Of course, and of course, he's like, "Yeah, give me all their numbers," but then I'm pretty sure he like forgot the next day. So. <laughs> Not surprising. Not surprising. <laughs> Not surprising at all. No, don't put that in there. I was just, I just thought it was funny. <laughs> really funny. Oh, all right, okay. uh, well, you gonna say goodbye to the audience and we oh yeah, be on our way. I'll just like to say uh, thank you to all those listeners out there. I know Meg puts in a lot of work, um, so I. I mean, I appreciate anybody who uh, listens to this. Um, she puts in a lot of work. And just for her to have me on here, I didn't really know what I was getting myself into. But <laughs> um, it was cool. You know, it was a good experience. And maybe I'll be on in the future. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, I just like Keep to say thank you. To <laughs> <laughs> Keep it up with Cobb. I like it. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> right, just thank you thank you for everybody uh yeah. thank you to all you guys for being amazing people and amazing support system for meg myself and everybody else you know 100 mm-hmm. we we get through it together side by side exactly that's humans that's humans so guys that's thank you <laughs> <laughs> you're just not gonna let me finish <laughs> guys thank you so much for tuning in Cobb is very appreciative I'm appreciative as always and if you have any questions comments you know where to find me I'll tag Cobb and thank you again we'll see you guys next